is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Football season, I mean, it's here. We had real football on our TV this weekend. We got real football on our TV this upcoming weekend. The National Football League starts next week. I mean, we're here. We're ready. It's a chill in the air, a football chill in the air. And if you want to put a little something-something on those football matchups or any sport that you can legally wager on, you can do it now at New York's premier resort destination, Turning Stone Resort Casino, joining the best of Vegas Caesars Entertainment to create the Lounge with Caesars Sports. You get the ultimate sports experience now at Turning Stone and Point Place where you can catch all your favorite teams, score great food, all the sports action on some of the biggest TVs you've ever seen in your life, eat, drink, win at the Lounge with Caesars Sports, now at Turning Stone, Point Place, and opening soon at Yellow Brick Road Casino. When Uncle Brent was there the other day, he took the Bills plus three against the Jets in week one. A hearty $39 will be coming my way should that wager come through. A man here to help us answer that question, if it will, is on the beat covering the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League for Syracuse.com, NYUp.com. You make sure you follow him on Twitter as well, at Matt Perino. It is the one and only Matt Perino back with us here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Matt, how you doing, bud? I'm good, Brent. How are you? Uh, much, I'm great, and uh, much like uh, if you're a fan of Anchorman when they were on Panda Watch, we're now on Roster Watch, waiting to see who makes the final cuts in that meaningless last preseason game. But, Matt, it's all on the line, because if the Buffalo Bills win this game, for the first time in franchise history, they will have gone undefeated in the preseason. What kind of trophy do you get for that? Uh, you'll probably get some type of trust the process trophy from Sean McDermott because <laughs> nice. although it is a preseason, I would not put it past him uh, to want to win this game. I remember last year when A.J. McCarron led the Bills to a comeback win in his fourth preseason game. He, he went on to call it a legendary moment. Uh, I think that the, you know, the rhetoric in the room is that if they show up to play a football game, they want to win it. And also... You know, I asked Sean today at his press conference, you know, what, what, do we, what should we expect here with this boy preseason game? Because there's, there's some roster spots. There's some tough decisions at the end when you're getting down to 52, 53, 54 in terms of who's going to be the last guy caught. And he said, listen, we place a lot of emphasis on the games, the competitive environment of the game. So there's going to be some guys. I know a lot of fans like Duke Williams, a lot of, a lot of fans like, uh, you know, Daryl Johnson. They're going to be under the microscope here uh, this week against Minnesota. Who is, you mentioned a couple names there, but let's go through it. Like, what are the positions we really need to be watching closely where there is still an air of uncertainty after and going into that last preseason game? Jason Kroom is going to play. Uh, he's not played at all. He got, he's got. he been dealing with a nagging uh, hamstring injury dating back to minicamp. And so he is going to get his first action, and I would imagine it would be quite a bit of action this week as much as he can handle uh, because he's fighting for his roster life. I, I put out my 53-man roster projection this week, and I had the Bills taking three tight ends into the season. Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney, Lee Smith with Tyler Croft, obviously probably starting off on the pup list. And I think Jason Kroom is going to be fighting for his roster life. And then you go to the wide receiver position. I think most fans are hoping that the Bills keep seven because of the infatuation with Duke Williams and obviously Isaiah McKenzie popped a little bit last season in his short uh, uh, time with the Bills. And I think that, you know, to do that, you're going to have to kind of 
cut cut yourself off at a few other positions. And on the offensive line, I, I had eight players making it. I had Wyatt Teller right there on the bubble, fifth-round pick from last year, not making it. I think I've I've almost gone back on that in the last 24 hours and think that you got to find a way to get him on the roster because of his flexibility. And you got Quentin Spain who's dealing with some injuries. Uh, it, there's still some uncertainty around Mitch Morse. He's at the, at the end stage of the protocol. He's practicing again uh, in 11-on-11 drills. But, you know, the long-term viability and even the season uh, outlook for Mitch Morse is still a little bit cloudy. So, you know, you, you like what John Feliciano brings in that backup center role, but if he's in that set, if he has to, if he's asked to play center, you're going to need some depth at guard. And that, that's when Wide Teller, Spencer Long come into play. And also Cody Ford. It's interesting, Brent. He, if you watch the first team offense in practice the last two weeks, the parts we've been able to watch, Cody Ford's been running as the right guard on the second team. I think that they're going to go into this season with John Feliciano at right guard, Mitch Morrison center, Ty Insecki at right tackle, with Cody Ford maybe getting a little more time to learn. And in that scenario, I think Wyatt Teller's a little bit more in danger because you have that flexibility with Ford to play either guard or tackle, be your backup swing tackle, provide some more depth uh, at guard. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of positions on the offensive side of the ball that I think – more so than the defense that are gonna you're gonna want to tune in to watch uh, on Thursday night. Matt, you mentioned a word there, and I want to apply it to my next question, and that word is infatuation. Bills fans have an infatuation with their quarterback, and for good reason. He's embraced the town. He's exciting to watch. He's got a cannon for an arm. He seems to be the next great hope for the Bills to have a true established franchise quarterback. That being said, showed a little bit of what he still needs to improve on namely decision-making in that third preseason game. What were some of the mistakes that he made, some old habits that he fell into that he needs to shake in order to be that franchise quarterback everybody knows he's capable of being? Well, I went back through Josh Allen's quotes dating back to when they came back, uh, even around the draft time when they brought him out right before the draft and you know they were starting to do some of the offseason work. And the big talking points that he's harped on over the course of the last few months have been decision-making, being smart with the football, working on that short to intermediate passing game, getting in the reps so that it becomes a more consistent part of his game. And we saw that against the Panthers. They went out there. They had a great week of practice. I thought those joint practices, I know a lot of guys on the beat have mentioned it, they were really beneficial for Josh Allen. I think that he was able to go up you know, get talked to Luke Keekley a little bit after practice. And what did I do right? What were you doing uh, in this certain situation that maybe I can learn from and apply it to my game? And then he went out in the game after the two practices and was just on the money, nine of seven passing, uh, uh, over 100 yards, leading uh, two scoring drives. And then, it, you know, you fast forward to the game against um, Detroit, and he he makes those kind of mind uh, numbing plays where you're just like, Josh, what are you doing? What are you thinking in that moment? But I think that a couple things are at play there. Number one, the Bills obviously wanted to run the ball. They ran the ball 18 of 24 offensive plays in the first half while Josh Allen was in the game. And I've maintained that for him to be successful, a lot of the um, onus is on the shoulders of Brian Dable. And how are they putting him in a situation to be successful? He's a rhythm-based player. He needs to get himself going 
build like brick by brick over the course of the game. And they did that in the Panthers game, and then you didn't see them do it in the Lions game. So I think he's still learning. He's still building. I don't think the Josh Allen that's going to be is even, uh, you know, close to where that's going to be at this stage. But I think they're in a good place. I think Cole Beasley is going to be very important. And again, it's preseason. We're just getting these little truncated pieces to break down. And he hasn't even gotten to a flow of an actual game. And you can tell with Josh Allen right now, he is chomping at the bit to get in and play some actual real meaningful football. And that's when the real evaluations begin. Matt Frank and Matt Perino is our guest from Syracuse.com covering the Buffalo Bills. You uh, wrote about this, and um, and that's Frank Gore, who played three years with Andrew Luck to kind of tie in Andrew Luck to the Bills in a way, and it's a story that's reverberating throughout the entire National Football League. Rob Gronkowski had some very telling comments today about retiring and retiring early and, and just the, the physical toll that football takes on you. What did Frank Gore you know, an elder statesman, future Hall of Famer, big name, have to say about Luck stepping down, the fan reaction, and, and everything that had to do with it. You know, he said that first and foremost, he has the utmost respect for Andrew Luck because in the three years that he spent with him, he left that situation knowing for a fact how much the game meant to Andrew Luck, how important it was for him to compete and, and bring that. And, you know, you, you know that with Frank Gore because that's something that Sean McDermott values, guys that come in here and love football. And Frank Gore, I think, is the uh, poster uh, man, I should say, for that kind of philosophy, that, that loving the game of football, that bring your, your, your lunch pal to work every day. And he said that he saw a lot of that in Andrew Luck. And so he respects the decision because he knows how much it probably took for him to arrive at it because, you know, these guys, and I know Andrew Luck's a little bit different. He kind of, you know, goes to the beat of his own drum a little bit, but he, you could tell that he's passionate for the game. Anybody that was willing to put their body through what he did over the course of the, you know, the early part of his career, when that offensive line in Indianapolis was an absolute joke, I think shows you his commitment and his love for the game. And, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has to make, their own decision. And he said that the reaction that, you know, while I will say, as I've gotten a chance to think more about it, listen, in the moment, I think sometimes we react to how fans react in the moment a little bit too harshly, just because, you know, they didn't have all the details and, you know, there was probably some drinks involved. There's a lot going on there, but, you know, in hindsight, looking back at it, I I think Frank said, listen, this is a tough game that I I think unless you played it, you don't really understand how much it, of a toll it takes on your body. And if, if Andrew Luck feels like he's given everything he can give and at the very least needs to step away from it a while just to get his body back to a, a place where he can function, I think people need to respect that. Matt, a little bit of a broader question for you here. As somebody who's now he covered the NFL for a couple seasons, been a lifelong fan of the game, everybody's got an opinion on the preseason. And every year an injury happens or something comes up that makes us say it is time to either get rid of or shorten the preseason. My question to you is, is that a fantasy? Or is that something that can legitimately happen, especially with a collective bargaining agreement right around the corner here? Yeah, I saw actually a story, I think it was out of The Athletic today, that you know Jerry Jones commented on it and was kind of like singing the, the praises of the preseason and its virtues. And I, in a way, uh, uh, agree with that mindset a little bit and that, uh, and that kind of outlook because there is value to this for, for, for coaches as they're getting ready for, 
you know, the season, not only from a player evaluation standpoint, but also just like, I think coaches need reps too, like in-game reps. You know, you're talking about Sean McDermott, who's had a less than stellar challenge record and, uh, you know, some of his decision-making and, and, the, and some of the offensive play calling of the course of the first two seasons has been questioned by, you know, media and fans at points. I think for a guy like that, who's only in his third season, I think that these reps in the preseason, these exhibition games are important. I think it lets, you know, a whole host of young players, which the Bills have a high number of, let them get out there when, you know, the pressure might be at a little less, walk through this a little bit and kind of figure things out. Yeah, listen, injuries are part of the game, and that stinks. But I think that there always will be uh, some type of preseason system in place. But, yeah, if we're going to have this situation where it's three and the third, the dress rehearsal, and this fourth is kind of this throwaway game. Why not just eliminate that one altogether? Matt, always appreciate your insight, your time. Keep up the great work. We'll certainly be chatting again soon. But uh, thanks so much for coming on with us today, my friend. Anytime, man. Take care. Matt Perino, folks. Find him on the digital pages at Syracuse.com, NYUp.com. Certainly on the Twitter as well, at Matt Perino, covering the Bills and the National Football League as good as anybody.